Hello there. My name is Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode 74 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, uh, as, maybe not as always because you weren't here last week, but I'm happy to be rejoined by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie. No, I was in a faraway place called Texas. No, it was for work. <laughs> I had a week-long training yes. down there. Texas. Yeah, what was it from the, uh, that was Carl Urban's a character. Thor, Thor Ragnarok. I'm glad you got that a, reference. I can't believe it. A place called Texas. Yes, it was just it was weird because it, instead of being like, oh, man, it's so hot in the desert, it rained. We got caught in a, we had to run an errand one night, caught, caught in a downpour that would have washed you out to the Gulf of Mexico. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was really Yikes. nuts. But no, it's good to be back and to be in my jam, creating content, and in this case, talking about some Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Very excited to have you back. Uh, and we are joined by another special guest, a first timer on the podcast, First time podcasting, I yep. believe. Uh, this is Eric. You may know him as the Dadalorian. You're on everything Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You're one of the few people I know that's still doing like Facebook and stuff. Eric, yeah. welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You got it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's great. We're going to learn a little bit more about you and your channel. But first off, we have to start the show by thanking all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you want a seven-day free trial, you can head over to patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite, sign up for a seven-day trial, see what it's all about, and we're going to have a special drop. Uh, when this episode drops, our Patreon supporters are going to get first crack at an, an, an interview with Timothy Zahn that I did last weekend. Um, so and we, we have a, a draw coming up at the end for, for something related to that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Charlie, do you want to go through and thank our Patreon supporters? It, it would be my pleasure. Uh, yeah, the, our, our top tier Patreons, those folks that do give us the opportunity to make all this fun extra content that you will hear over there at patreon.com slash secret friends unite on the friends with benefits level is Corey NHG. Mr. John Sedorf, the delightful Phoenix Sisters cosplay, and Mr. Brendan Myers. Our top tier are the BFFs. That would be the fantastic Nias family of Minnesota, Sean, Stella, and Henry. My friend Missy Merchant and Andy Milliken. One more time, please do feel free to visit patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite for a free seven-day trial of all of our fun programs. And if you like what you hear, stick around. We would love to have you. Absolutely. Uh, there's awesome. going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm still working on another interview with, uh, with Sam Maggs. We spoke at the con that I went to, uh, she wrote, uh, star Wars Jedi battle scars, which bridged the gap between fallen order and Jedi survivor. Amazing book. Uh, I talked to her, but so the, the con and the reason the Timothy's on interview is not going video. So anyone that's going to be watching it before or after this or listening to it before or after this um the con was setting up like 15 minute interview segments and that's like wow. introductions set up your mic wow. ask the questions you want to and then you're out so timothy's on we we went about 15 minutes so he kind of broke the rules but he just wanted to keep talking so i let him I let, um, yeah, <laughs> it's the best way let them lead the charge I, uh, yeah when i talked to sam she was like it's kind of restrictive i want to talk and so we we've been talking a little bit behind the scenes and stuff and uh, I think we're going to get something hopefully on the go pretty soon. We'll let nice. it, you know, but, uh, but if you like the Timothy's on interview, hopefully there'll be something else for you to stick around and uh, keep subscribing to Patreon and, uh, and throw a dollar our way. So that would be great. Thank you very much to all the supporters. 
Uh, yes, yes. Don't forget to go like and subscribe on YouTube as well. It always helps, uh, you know, grow more people over there. And with all of that said and all of that out of the way, I want to learn a little bit more about our guest. Eric, tell us tell us a bit about your content, what you do, and uh, and and all about your channel. Yeah, so um, so I run uh, several pages, just like titled the Dadalorian. Um, and really, like what I do with these pages is I try to I try to do a lot of parent stuff with Star Wars. Um, you know, I I'm the product of like the in between Star Wars generations. You know, I was you know I'm um I'm I'm in my in my mid thirties. So, you know, like I, I missed the initial trilogy, but you know, I still remember, you know, going to the return of the Jedi when it first, when it came out in uh, theaters and was re-released back in the nineties. And that was like my, my introduction into star Wars when my uncle took me to see that. And I fell in love with it from there. Um, going through the years, you know, I just stayed in love with it and everything. And, you know, it's really been something I'm, I'm really passionate about. And, um, my previous job before this, I worked, uh, I did a lot with like marketing on Instagram and stuff like that. And I liked, I liked the social media aspect, you know, I love interacting with people. I love making people laugh. And I really wanted to continue that on really with, uh, with something that I enjoyed. So I decided to really, uh, mix just the social media with the star Wars aspect. Um, as well as my love with like collecting Star Wars, because that's, as you can see behind me, I'm quite the avid collector as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what it started. You know, I wanted to do stuff that was, um, you know, funny for people to get a good laugh, because honestly, like, you know, nowadays, I think everybody could really use a good laugh. Um, I want to do stuff that's inspirational. I post lots of stuff about, you know, like staying in shape and working out because like, I like people to stay inspired to do to better themselves and everything. And then really just, you um, you know, just some fun time content, you know, like, um, you know, just cracking jokes and having fun, um, especially towards the parent side of it. Um, you know, like getting my kid involved, you know, whacking each other with lightsabers and stuff like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They usually they usually beat the crap out of me. <laughs> the Dadalorian dad jokes. Always <laughs> a big hit for me. Top shelf. Uh, and nice. then. Yeah, that was I, that I, was a I, recent anytime. thing, actually. I yeah. just started that recently and I was like, I like I like where this is going, actually. Yeah, that's something you gotta. I, I want you to keep up with because I'm very much enjoying them. That's, uh, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, how'd you come up with the name Dadalorian? Just a big Mando fan, or what? Uh, yeah. So, um, really, so like, I never. So like, I kind of had like a little bit of a hiatus in Star Wars, so to say. I think when like, um, when Disney took over, and you know, like, really not as much content was being made. You know, back in like the like the the early 2010s, I guess you can say era. Um, I just kind of fell off cause it really wasn't as much going on with it at that time. Uh, but then when I, um, when it picked up and I watched the Mandalorian, it was really that right there became, I think one of my favorite star Wars, like season one of the Mandalorian still ranks as one of my favorites because it really reignited my love for, for the, for the series, honestly. Um, and then Mando, I, I particularly love just because, you know, it's, you know mando and his kid right like the mm -hmm. dadalorian you know like I, I like you know i think about that and you know like how he's always protecting his kid and i think as you know fathers that's something that we we really strive to always make sure we're protecting our kids so it's something mm -hmm. i related with and then i just uh one day i was thinking i was trying to think of a name for my page and everything like that and i was just like yeah dad you know mandalorian dad the way dadalorian okay that sounds pretty good actually <laughs> Yeah, cool. it's pretty. I, I I like it, and and you could have gone like man dad Lorian, but I think dad Lorian's just kind of flows a lot better. 
It just comes um, off the tongue it, nicer, honestly. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, and I, I had a very similar experience watching Mandalorian. Like, I have a you know three and a half year old, so Mando kind of kind of came out at a perfect time for, yep. uh, you know, I, I think first like finding out we were pregnant right before a drop kind of thing, and then season two, um, you know, like I, I I was watching it with with Finn in my arms kind of thing, and and mm-hmm. watching him kind of like hand him over to Luke, and I was just like, no, no one's getting my baby, like oh, yeah. no chance, like, you know, it's just like right that that whole kind of step of like watching this guy become a dad and i was like yeah. doing the same thing here with uh you know with with finn so um yeah really dropped it a great time for uh for that dad inspirational star wars kind of thing so I, I love i love the name yeah no it and it really was the same thing for me my uh my daughter is really about the same age she was born uh right before covid so um you know and that and you know i basically binge watched binge watched mandalorian the whole time through covid so yeah. yeah yeah awesome excellent uh so how you, you said your your uncle took you to to return of the jedi is that kind of how you got into star wars in the first place yeah so my uncle my uncle really uh he kind of like got me into like a lot of the stuff that I, like the that i'm passionate about you know like because i'm i'm really big into star wars he took me to go see return of the jedi when i was like i think it was like eight years old or something like that at the time um, and that started my love for Star Wars. And then he took me to go see the Fellowship of the Ring when that came out. And it was the same thing. I'm a big I'm a big Lord of the Rings guy as well. So like, um, you know, it, he really helped kind of get me into these things, too. He's a big Marvel guy. Wolverine is his favorite, favorite character. So um, he's really kind of like uh, molded me in some ways with this type of stuff. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. I um, my aunt got me into Star Wars. So I have like your uncle seems to be like an amalgamation of a bunch of my different relatives. Cause like I have like, <laughs> an, like the comic book uncle, right. was like, he has like huge Batman fan and like has a bunch of comic books. So that was like that one. And like my aunt got me into star Wars. It was like all of these different ones kind of came together. And then you just had like this one really, really kick-ass cool guy. So that's, that's awesome. I love oh, that. Yeah. No, it, it was great, man. Uh, he really took me out and, uh, you know, really got me involved. You know, I'm the I'm the oldest sibling of all of my uh, my brothers and sisters, so it was a little bit like having my own older brother, honestly. Mm-hmm. Nice, awesome, nice, love it. What's uh, what's your favorite movie or show, Star Wars? Was oh, see, that's that's a question that's always hard because honestly, I bounce around with it sometimes. I think if I gotta pick an overall, it's gonna be um, Revenge of the Sith, but for me, right. but I think the um. Return of the Jedi is a very, very close, almost tie for that one for me, though. Yeah, it's seminal, that first film, you know, with me. It is. Yeah, I saw Empire when I was four years old in 1980 Mm -hmm. in the summertime with my dad and my brother. And uh, don't remember almost anything at all about being in the theater, (laughs) but that is just, it was just, it was was cooked in uh, at that age. So, yeah, just can't can't shake it. Can't shake it. It's always going to be the favorite. Yeah. I know for me, like one of the things, so for me, um, cause I've been involved with music throughout my whole life, playing instruments and stuff too. Um, whenever I hear the soundtrack for the, the Luke and Vader fight, the Jedi's fury song like that, that yeah. brings in like some serious, uh, mm-hmm. like core memories from my childhood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, favorite character. Ooh, see, this is, um, another hard one. So, um, and probably one you don't hear too often, but I would say this is a very much tie between uh, Boba Fett and Arc Trooper Fives. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, I never, okay. Yeah. I, never, I never really hear anybody jump. No. Um, it was an animated character like that and a clone, too. Yeah. So, rare. really, so I grew up really with like Boba Fett being my favorite just because, like, the dude, like, dude's a badass. Let's just be real. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But, um, so like one of my brother's favorites, but like our yeah. fives. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I loved the Clone Wars. Like, if I had to pick a show that was my favorite, <sighs> the Clone Wars was going to be it. And honestly, I just think the, like, the way the show goes, you know, it goes from like really like almost like very kid type stuff. And it really goes into like, you know, how almost how actual like combat and military type stuff is. And these guys mold into these type units and, you know, fives being one of the original guys, you know, the Domino Squad guys um, really kind of steps in and, you know, leads these guys. And, you know, the the um, the arc there where he discovers order 66 and you know he he has mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. he has the you know like the the courage to speak out and he's and he even if it's you know uh put, putting himself on the line like mm -hmm. that that right mm -hmm. there sold mm -hmm. me on it like uh 100 one of my favorite characters yeah wow oh Amazing. for sure nice yeah you don't, you don't hear that often huh no no <laughs> no first no, night no for the show yeah 74 episodes in we've heard i thought we heard like every single thing like we've gone through every single different movie is someone's favorite mm -hmm. right and like something we wouldn't you know like just like like there's always someone that says something that catches us off guard and that's that's <laughs> one of them to remember for sure that's uh fair that's enough a one. i like it i like it nice. uh now, if you if you had some force powers, which which do you usually side with? Light side, dark side? How do you see yourself going? See, this is uh, I see myself as a very middle of the road. You know, I think this is you know, I, I think we all have the power for great good and great uh, evil in us, I guess, so to say. Um, and really, you know, like I think depending on what it is, you know, you kind of walk, you just walk for me personally, walking that middle line is um really where I'm at because it's always going to be what's in the best interest for my family. Cause you know, like if me personally, that's my, my number one interest always is, you know, just making sure my family is taken care of my wife and kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Very, uh, kind of Balin skull kind of vibes. I'm getting Oh yes, you know. a little bit. I think <laughs> he's the closest to maybe gray Jedi. And we've heard gray Jedi a few times and, and yeah. that's, you know, I think some people consider that kind of like an easy ish answer. And I think there's more nuance to it, but I really mm -hmm. like that Balin Skulls, given that kind of like, I'll do what I can for me. I'm not, you know, I've seen the fallings of the Jedi, but I'm not going full Sith, mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of like that, that is kind of a middle ground. We've, we've kind of seen that like, um, and, and we're going to be talking about the episode today where he says, yeah. you know, like to, to yeah. Shin, like I've trained you to be something more. You're right, not yeah. a Jedi. You weren't trained as a Boken Jedi. You were trained as something more. So I, I think that's that's kind of like you have that middle ground now. You can. I think you're the first person to be on the show since we've met him. That's that's kind of said that like yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah. your your alignment. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a you know kind of an interesting stance on it. But I don't think any one person can say they're always going to be all light or all dark. Honestly, right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now, are you going full Bill and Skull and saying orange is your favorite lightsaber color? Or do you have a different one? <laughs> no, aren't um, you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> no. So, all right. So, um, if I had to choose my favorite, um, that one is probably going to be uh, the dark saber. Honestly, mm. Ooh. Yeah. all right. I nice. so I just That's the first. So I think it's yeah. I like the way that it's a little bit different. You know, so 
most of the lightsabers that you see in Star Wars, you know, they have the, you know, a standard hilt and it's just a, you know, the circular light that comes out, you know, the dark saber actually produces a type of blade to itself almost instead of just, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, a light, uh, light source type of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, I think it looks really cool the way that it has like almost like the lightning cracks going through the black with the white outer mm -hmm. with the white outer there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, mm -hmm. I talked to at the same con that I, I met Timothy's on. I, I met, um, uh, say there was a saber company there and I talked mm -hmm. to them about, I was doing the full like Jedi pirate, uh, cosplay thing. And, um, and I really want, there's a, a lightsaber hilt that you can get that has like a, a cross, like a guard on it. Oh, okay. Yep. And so I want to get that with a flat blade as well. Make it really look like a pirate cutlass. <laughs> and uh, they were like, that yeah, we don't legit, have anything man. like that here, but like, <laughs> yeah send me a message so I, I i still have to send that message and see like how much mm -hmm. this thing's gonna run me but i have this like idea in my head that i kind of i want to at yeah. least check out that's awesome um favorite now this is going to be a big one just really geared specifically <laughs> to you and this might cause your okay. brain to short circuit with how big your collection is but do you have a favorite collectible or item or something in your collection that just is like if i had to sell everything else this is the one i'm keeping See that that is a, a really hard one to tell you the truth because I like looking around here. You know, you, mm -hmm. this is just one wall right here, and this you know this yeah. is just some of my collectibles here. Um, That's the I, the selection of all of his kills up there, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Yes. So hopefully all the uh, heads aren't uh, still in them. Yes. <laughs> so honestly, it's hard to say, but I think if I really did have to pick um, one one action figure or collectible or anything like that. It would probably be, um, it's probably a little bit hard to see, but it's right here. Oh. So that's, uh, it's a little bit hard to see, but it's the 2005 Darth Vader Master Replica uh, lightsaber. It's, mm. so this was really before the age of like, um, really before the age of like NeoPixels and stuff like this, because this thing's back from 05. So, um, you know, the thing, the, the hilt on this thing is beautifully done with wires and everything um so honestly that that's probably one of my it, it, my favorite piece if not within those top like one to two wow nice. excellent i i yeah i love like anytime you post anything about your collection it's just like damn that is <laughs> i gotta i gotta do it i haven't done it uh done it in a little while i did the one while i was sick over the last week like my top three black series and um mm -hmm. yeah. vintage collection which my vintage collection is probably like my second favorite that old republic trooper is definitely also mm. up there nice very nice uh what's your favorite affiliation is that like and this is this is anything are you going with the the troopers are you going rebels jedi bounty hunters sith space pirates wookies who who are you hanging out with so if i had to pick a crew to hang out with i think it would be i would i would say probably mandalorians really would would Ooh, be what right. it is so um namely uh for a couple of reasons i think one the the culture behind it is it's a very um you know look after our own tribal so you know like no matter even if like and you see it in the mandalorian show um especially in the last season with uh din and paz where even if you don't agree with each other when you're like part of that that culture and tribe together like you would you'll have each other's backs no matter what it is even if you're beefing mm -hmm. with each other um and then i think i just think it's a a really a really cool nod in star wars culture to like how so, like tribes with like that we see 
in our own societies and stuff really were like how they how they are like that so nice excellent awesome. I, I i i so far have not been able to figure out your pattern uh you know based <laughs> on, like your favorite i i mean i guess boba fett's kind of in the mandalorian but i was really mm-hmm. I, I i thought i had you pegged i thought you were going to be like yeah I'd hang out with the troopers and then you like throw that at me so it's great I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit all over with it, but yeah, it is just the the Mandalorian culture and like if I had to choose who to roll with, I think that that is going to be my you know like the the people I would really go with, just given you know like who your best survivability is with and you know how they look out for each other. Honestly, yeah, the nice. clone troopers is probably like an, a very close second though. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that that tracks. I like that for the republic. Uh, the, fi- yeah, final one. This is uh, this is one of my favorites. If you were in Star Wars, what hilarious way would you die? <laughs> oh, so uh, you know, deep down, most of me really wants to say, you know what? When I go out, it's going to be some badass thing where I'm just like charging Darth Vader with uh, Iron Pipe or some something like that. But realistically, it's probably going to be my starship runs out of gas and I freaking get, like <laughs> left in the middle of space or something like that. Oh boy. Ouch. <laughs> just uh, last, Tony last... Stark style. Like, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was yeah. thinking oh, that or the, hey. gas, the gas station from Spaceballs. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they got, yeah. uh, I don't know if they got space triple <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll uh, have the, i'll have the space there. special like there you go yeah i like that that's i think that's our first run out of gas too so that's uh <laughs> most people poke something like they should like guy you know it's an animal you shouldn't poke or something but like it's like first one just like i forgot listen, to fuel up man sorry <laughs> listen man, i live in i live in florida all right you don't you don't go poking animals around here yeah that's oh there's a, a, a gator in your toilet absolutely not no no <laughs> sure, sure listen we live in florida you it's like a little bit like australia where you like you flush the toilet before you go just to make sure there's like nothing up in the rim you oh uh you make, before you go walk out back you make sure you look around make sure there's no gators or bears or nothing else so yeah. oh my god Jesus. holy cow that is it sounds very much like australia holy it, cow. it's it's a little bit like it man no lie <laughs> oh my gosh it's wild crazy uh have you ever had like close encounter? I want to like pause for a second. Like, what's like the closest yeah. you've come to like? Oh, I mean, I got danger. Bear. I got bears all over the place over here. Um, so I like I, I was t- so I work uh, third shift. So like I I typically go running right about this time at night. Um, right around like eight eight thirty. And you know, honestly, it's it's a little bit worrisome because like the, the we have these big black bears in Florida that can that live around the area that I live in. And, you know, like I look at it as a little bit like motivation. Um, if I start getting chased, <laughs> I better start running faster. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. Most people they, listen to like fast songs and, and you're just yeah. like, Hey, there's a bear chasing me. I guess. put on a little welcome to the jungle. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's a little, yeah, it'd be like that. So, and yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I haven't really had too, too many like, close close encounters with it but you know it's it's florida you know I, I got bears all around where i live um the part of florida i live in it's up on the panhandle so there's really not as really much in the danger for like alligators and stuff like that um but plenty of like uh saltwater wildlife you know sharks stingrays the whole spiel you know i live up by destin so we get sharks and that stuff all the time oh man oh man yikes yep. yeah yeah, sharks. Sharks around here are becoming way more plentiful, or maybe they always were, and now they're just like tagging them and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. there was a shark like in the beach that I swim in. Like, I I'd, I'd been there a couple, and this one was like 
sick and confused. It ended up beaching itself a few hours after like, but yeah. I saw a video and like my cottage is like right in the video in the back. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. When I used to live close. up in, when I used to live up in new England, we were getting them, uh, they were starting to come up there with frequency and yeah. stuff. So it was, yeah. uh, not quite like as much as it is down here. Cause we get the, you know, we get bulls, uh, tigers, all the, all the oh really gnarly gosh. ones. Wow. Find, find yourself a nice, uh, what's a lemon yeah. shirt. What's the the ones uh, that they they like attach themselves to humans? They like they re- get really com- uh, I think nurse protective maybe? against humans. That, I think that's, that's what we uh, we love about the Midwest. Yeah. We have the unsalted, <laughs> shark-free waters of the Great Lakes. Yeah, we're very yeah. very happy about that it. Works. I'll tell you what, though, uh, it's way too cold up there for me, man. My in-laws live in uh, uh, just north of Chicago, and it is just too damn cold up there for me. <laughs> well, he's, that's the that's the windy part. No, it gets cold here. It gets really cold where our partner Todd lives, further west of Minnesota. Uh, it's mm. not so much the snow, but it's the cold. But anyway, we're going full weather and wildlife talk. So yep. <laughs> we got to swing so it back. We'll bring, we'll bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, so it was. I'm. I'm super glad we got to know you uh, a little bit more. That was. I, like I said, every time I thought you were gonna zig, you zagged. That was super yeah. interesting. And I hope people keep follow you on your toes, man. Channel to good, keep good, good, uh, good. to keep learning more. Um, we're gonna remind people of your channel and of something else coming up at the end of the show. We're gonna be doing so our draw for this. Oh. This is a song. Oh. Ron art card signed by Timothy's on and uh and can I answer we, we know the winner <laughs> no, I know no, I kept, no inside I, I job up, we don't want that rep back there it's been it's been hanging out with my Darth Vader helmet and uh, my Darth Vader holding a megalodon tooth uh behind me and uh, I was like that looks like such a good part of my display why didn't I get two of them I got them to sign my copy of heir to the empire but I was like I want this I want to keep this can I get something else away? And my wife was just like just just stop. Just give it away. Send the just, card. Just stop. Uh, so we're gonna send that. We're but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So you have to wait until the end of the yep. show, and we'll announce the winner. Um, for right now, we are going to jump straight in to our topic, and that is Ahsoka episodes six and seven. Charlie, sha, sha, sha. you want to give us our recap? I'm going to fulfill my destiny. All right. Part six is called Far, Far Away, directed by Jennifer Getzinger. Dave Filoni did the writing, or maybe I have that backwards. I can never tell. Nope, uh, right. from, from September of this year, the Eye of Scion arrives on Peridia, the ancient homeworld of El's best people, those delightful Dathmiri. Elsbeth, Skoll, uh, Billie Eilish, and Ren meet the Great Mothers, <laughs> a group of Night Sisters allied with Thrawn. As they wait for the Grand Admiral, never keep the ladies waiting. Uh, Skull relates to Billie Eilish his belief that the fall of the Jedi and the rise of the Empire were part of an inevitable cycle. One he intends to break is this like kind of matrixy? Do you think? Wasn't that the whole thing with the Matrix? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Thrawn arrives aboard his Star Destroyer, which is looking a little like the Gremlin from Wayne's World. Uh, the Chimera and honors Skull by promising uh, uh, Skull's promise by providing Ren with provisions, a mount, and Bridger's whereabouts. After Ren leaves, Thrawn orders Skull and Billie Eilish to follow her so they can kill both her and Bridger. Surviving an ambush by bandits, Ren encounters the native Nodi and follows them to their village where she finally reunites with Bridger. While tracking Ren, Skull senses that there is a greater power on Peridia and tells Billie Eilish that he intends to find and use it. 
As the great mothers sense Ahsoka's imminent arrival, Thrawn demands all details of her history from Elsbeth and prepares his defenses. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Now, do we re- is our tradition to read both parts and then we give it the big yeah, break? Yeah, we might now. as well double up, all I right. guess, all and right. kind of talk about both of these. They kind of flow yeah. together, right? Flow so it, it, flow it's it in a good as one. Flow. It's a good flow. All right. Well, then part seven is Dreams and Madness. Uh, Gita Vasant Patel is directing Dave Filoni writing, obviously, from September of this year. On Coruscant, Syndulla faces a disciplinary hearing. She's in the principal's office. They got the big ruler out. They're going to give her a smack with tribunal member Senator Johnny McDickstain objecting to her <laughs> reports. Of, I just I just ripped that one on, on the rag. Uh, the reports of the secret Accurate. imperial remnant conspiracy. C-3PO arrives in an obvious crowd-pleasing cameo uh, and provides the tribunal with a fake authorization uh, by Senator Leia Organa, uh, miss not appearing in this film, uh, forcing the court to absolve Sindula and Mothma uh, to consider the threat of an imperial resurgence. Arriving at Peridia, the Pergils run into a minefield left by Thrawn's forces and retreat. Whoops, there goes my ride. Uh, <laughs> continuing alone, Asuka, Ahsoka and the David Tennant robot are attacked by enemy fighters and hide in the debris field, stealing that bit from Anakin, or from Obi-Wan. Uh, Ellsworth informs Thrawn that Ahsoka was trained by Anakin, compelling the Grand Admiral to adopt a more calculated approach. Ahsoka locates Ren through the Force, and heads to the planet surface. Bridget Wren and the Noti are attacked by Billie Eilish and the local bandits and Thrawn's night troopers while Skull leaves to pursue his own agenda. Ahsoka's intervention forces Thrawn to withdraw his remaining night troopers and prepare for his imminent departure. Uh, Ahsoka invites Billie Eilish, who has been left behind, (laughs) to join them, but she flees anyway. She sucks. Ahsoka (laughs) then reunites with Ren and Bridger, and everybody's having happy time all over the place, even though they didn't tell... Ezra, that there's no way to get home. Still figuring that out. Still no, figuring out. Figuring we try out. to we try to, even though it's already gone by, we try to keep it like, hey, we just saw this. So we're not we can speculate, yeah. but we're not gonna jump forward and talk about the finale. That's it. That's no. it. Uh no. so let's start just start off, Eric. Uh what was your initial reaction to these two episodes? I mean Honestly, I thought they were some of the best episodes of the series so far. Um, I mean, episode six, I thought the the visuals with the the Pergil and the hyperspace travel, I thought was just beautiful. Like we haven't seen mm-hmm. hyperspace travel like that, and I just thought the visuals behind that were stunning, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And then honestly, it was, I thought it was uh, just really cool just seeing some of the stuff in there, like the I think Claudia Black playing the Night Mother. I didn't know it was her until I actually had read the 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 what do you call it at the end there the credits and i was just yeah, like because yeah. i remember watching her you know uh in i think it was like farscape stargate and everything and right, she just, right. yeah, yeah she killed it in as uh as the night mother and everything and mm-hmm. i think this is uh where we kind of start seeing you know where we're talking about the the great power call in the balin where you know we don't we don't know what it is yet and this episode kind of like led this led me believing it was uh Kajet from uh from fallen order because in oh, yeah. in the episode you see the um the the writing on the uh the night mother's temple and it's in mm-hmm. uh Zepho. and somebody had gone through and actually like translated it um after the episode and it reads uh 
glory to Kajet, ruler of all. May his reign mm-hmm. be everlasting or something like that. And that's where I'm like, that's where it kind of like reads, leads into like, oh man, this could be the power. Now, is it? Who the hell knows? Yeah, right. But yeah, is that, um, that's kind of like the, <laughs> the same kind of thing is like, what is that power, right? Like, yeah. is it something from the Zepho? Is it something from, uh, for me, when I was, I was watching that, it was like either, uh, is it like, Zepho was in the, um, the, the Mortis gods was another thought yep. or even just like, were they setting up, um, was it James Mangold's movie, uh, about like the, the, the starting, like the first Jedi, the person or the people oh, yeah, discover right. how to use the force. Um, you know, is this, cause it hasn't really, we haven't learned too much else. It was like the 10 command or what, yeah. you know, it's like a religious movie kind of set in the star Wars universe. So it could be in this galaxy. It could be, even on this planet, uh, you know, yeah. 25,000 years ago or something like that or whatever. Like, so it, um, you know, I, I'm wondering what kind of seeds they plant, but we haven't really gotten those answers, but it, yeah. I love that, that little, you know, video game insert mm-hmm. that it's just like, Oh, mm-hmm. I recognize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it's like, all right, is this just going to be like a little nod to the game or is it actually going to delve into something more? So it's, one of those things yeah. you just like we're gonna you know need to wait for season two which i heard hope i think it was green light uh green lighted so let's keep fingers crossed i heard that too awesome yeah. but i thought it was pretty cool with episode six too with uh the the people that ever was with the the noti because they had like a very hobbit vibe to them and, I, and i'm kind of yeah. wondering if that's where they like kind of got the idea for this because you know it was a very mm-hmm. peaceful people and everything like that and he's living with them so overall i thought episode six was just knocked out of the park. Absolutely amazing. And the mm-hmm. actor for Ezra top tier, like played that was, perfect. That, that was a, that was a nail it. And then again, you know, yeah, to see him, he looks like he's put on 10 years with his long yeah. hair and his big beard. Obviously mm-hmm. they CGI'd him up quite a bit to have his little flashback hologram that we saw earlier in the series. Yeah. Uh, but even that really looks spot on. So yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's a challenge without a doubt, I'm sure to, to transition an animated character, uh, which they've done with Ahsoka, uh, twice just within the series in the context yeah. of the last episode with her with her little ethereal flashbacks that she's having when she's played by like the new hey i'm everybody uh what's her name ariana greenblatt who's you know she was in barbie she was in this she was uh gamora in endgame as a, or in, excuse me in infinity war as a child um but uh but yeah you're right i think as far as the casting of of any of these characters i think that they really nailed it the most oh, spot on with them. yeah yeah, yeah. it's I think when he like when they get into that fight, especially with the with the night troopers, and he's just like, yeah, and he stops them. Wait, wait, you want to take us prisoners, right? And they're like, <laughs> open fire. He's like, oh crap! All right, yeah, right. It's I love it. Yeah, you love his his Jedi hustle. He's like, <laughs> I've got the force now, and he's all everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> push, 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 push. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. The, the mannerisms and stuff, like you can tell, he's a fan. Yeah, you, know, you can tell yeah. that the the actor is like, I I've got to nail this. I've got to nail these little quirks and just like that yeah. Ezra ness. That it's it's um not only does he he look the part, but like he just feels right. Like it's yeah, you know it's 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 the most spot on I think for for any kind of character. And and like I know I personally I was very very worried with Ezra being with Thrawn. Uh, mm-hmm. And even like talking to Timothy Zahn, like he thought that 
the way they were going to do it or the way he would have done it is have this like uh team up buddy kind of thing like you know he and thrawn trying having to team up to survive basically and like be yeah. these, like wary allies kind of thing and you'll hear about that in the interview later if you, if you want to listen to that but like I was very worried that Thrawn would kind of start to seep in, start to turn him and to, to see Ezra Mm. acting like Ezra, not losing any of that, like joyful optimism and positivity Mm -hmm. and just like sarcasm and everything else. It was just, it was so good. And he, he nailed it so much. Yeah. I thought that was the same way too. I thought it was going to go that way myself. (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah. This, his performance was without a doubt, I think, really what reigned the rest of the this season i mean yeah. we get you know some really well cut out action um in in both episodes oh, yeah. uh and it's going to lead us kind of to, to bigger heights as we get closer to the end here but um mm-hmm. yeah i um and you know, when we talked about uh, when this was on originally and, and Oxford and i were talking out about over at, uh, over on our main show um we kind of quipped that hey <clears throat> this show is is either so good that it can have an episode where Ahsoka's not in it, like they did with Boba Fett, which was yeah. not the case with it being so good. But this show uh, held up on the strength of its ensemble cast, where, in my opinion, at the Book of Boba Fett, they jammed Mando in there because, hey, people like Baby Yoda, right? Oh, that'll work. Um, yeah. But it's not what they did here. They they said, yeah. hey, you know, this is Rebels, you know, season five. We have the strong group of characters. Everybody's really well-developed. So the show doesn't have to be ahsoka and you know it's not like itchy and scratchy and poochy and like hey whenever uh, ahsoka's not in the frame people have to say where's ahsoka you know it's not uh it, it doesn't have to be like that it can be about the ensemble and i think that was the biggest strength uh in particular in these two segments yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah i think that, uh, i think they did great where you know that one episode where she didn't even wasn't really even in it all that much except for like five minutes of her own show you know it was still a great yeah. episode yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Speaking of those five minutes, I have to, I have to address the a long time ago in a galaxy oh. far, far away. Oh, it was, it was a, a little too on the nose. I a enjoyed it. Okay, I interpret it. I want to, I want to know how you guys interpret this because I now interpret every single Star Wars movie and show as Hu Yang telling stories maybe hundreds or thousands of years into the future. Like he's, he, these are, he mentioned in, in this episode that he's telling, uh, what does he call it? Tales or history of the galaxy part mm-hmm. one, two, and three. Um, oh my goodness. So everything else now is just seen through his eyes. And that's this is, such this a is, great way. This is Mark with his red thread. My own little head cannon now. Charlie Day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Any you know what? It's making sense though. It is making sense. Well, right? you know, consistencies, any like canon. Oh, this is yeah. canon here, but it's not canon there. It's who you, you know, just over in, Mar- yeah, over in Marvel. It was the same thing with Captain America had comics of Captain America. That was with the GIs right in the trenches. And in the Fantastic Four early in the the Stanley Kirby run in the 60s, they licensed themselves to be in comics. And they used that as a gag that, you know, here's Stanley. You know, here's the, the, you know, they had a a side story at the back of one of the annuals that the thing goes into the Marvel Comics offices to yell at Stanley and Jack Kirby because he doesn't like how the comic's been being produced. So, yeah, there you go. So, a little little for, for wall break and <laughs> that is that is now how i i read the opening crawl i did a video on that like a tiktok video or whatever just like 
do you want to go rewatch all the Star Wars movies and and read that opening crawl in Hu Yang's voice? Like, mm-hmm, oh my yep. gosh, yeah, um, yeah. That's, it was, like, it was, that's that's how I watch it now. I thought it was a great insert, and even if it means nothing, I thought it was a great insert. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, the best inserts can really hold up. Uh, yeah. Under that kind of scrutiny, can you just feel like, you know, that made us smile. That was good. That was okay. Like, you know, Baby Yoda and his cup of soup. Yep. <laughs> you know, watching watching Mando and Cara Dune go at it, you know, just, Burp. that's none of my business. <laughs> uh, any, any like, favorite scenes for you guys? Anything that really stood out? Um, I know we, we had mentioned, like, the fight scene with... <sighs> That's, like uh, yeah, it's, uh, Ezra's yeah. introduction. And all yeah, like, de- definitely in in episode seven, um, seeing seeing Ahsoka go toe to toe with Skull was pretty mm-hmm. great. Um, it was great to see how the combo of our you know our th- our three amigos uh, kind of shut Billie Eilish down. You know, she was just like, oh, then she runs away. <laughs> she like, oh, she was like, you know, she was like uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo. seen her feet spinning. <laughs> to run off for me it was it was a um parks and recreation moment when uh <laughs> leslie and ben are arguing and ben's just like yes but and he just turns around and runs that was right. very much there those are the same scene it's just You're like right. sure i'll join you no, I yeah, won't. right. And it's just—it's it's, it's not that she disappears in like ninja dust or anything. Yeah. She's just literally running, and yeah, it's like no. Okay, and I agree. Just, the fight—the fight scene was top notch, and honestly, I yeah. thought that, I think that was definitely a favorite. Um, I had like kind of like when I thought like that was also gonna like kind of a favorite of mine. It's probably interesting. Was a scene where actually like it's the right after the post they have the hearing with General Sindula and Mon Mothma where you really see just how terrified Mon Mothma is of Thrawn's return. And it kind of like Ooh, yeah. gives the gravity yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it, I think it just adds weight to his return, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It also shows right. how easily the new Republic falls because you have yeah. those incredibly incompetent, uh, Bureaucrats. what would you call them? Uh, okay. I don't, may, maybe whatever you called them earlier. I, I, I'm going to go with Mayor McDickcheese yeah. is my choice. Mayor <laughs> sure, yeah, they call them what you want to call them, but like that's that right there is like the the fall of the New Republic. That's how well, the First Order came up. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, and it, it, it scales us all the way back to Rogue One. And the group of senators around the table uh, there on, on Yavin saying, well, you know, I'm not even really sure that this is a thing. What if she's making it up? It's like, why has why it always got to be that guy or that girl? Because in that scene, it was, well, you know, I don't really think it's worth it. And blah, 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 this thing and that thing. It's like, what, what do you do? Get, get the fuck out of here. We don't need, we don't need, nobody needs your negativity. We want to go kill some people. And uh, I think you just let us do it. Somebody uh, just needs to throw the rock in there. Nobody asked you what you thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Just throw the rock in everything. That'd be amazing. The, the rock in Star Wars. That oh is something God. I didn't know that I needed until right now. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, he's already managed to cachet his way out of Warner Brothers, so he's probably looking for a job. He destroyed no DC. We don't, may, may, maybe Star Wars could be his redemption. You don't know. That's that's it. That's it. Uh <laughs> Any other scene? I loved so that I got to go back to the fight scene for a second because just like not only do we get like the best little introduction of Ezra, the end of you know episode six, and then we got more mm. of his personality, and we saw that like jokey kind of thing. But once the action started, and 
I love that exchange of like, no, you keep the lightsaber. The force is my ally. And like, <laughs> I thought he was joking was around great. at first. Right. I thought he was going to grab the lightsaber. No, I'm just joking. Give me a weapon. Are you kidding me? But then yeah. like he went at it and kicked he ass. Was. He's Zen. For me, as Zen as he was, as focused and balanced in the force as he was, it was really giving off for me some Maul in a hallway vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Maul really wanted Ezra as his apprentice and it was yeah. like oh maybe Maul kind of like rubbed off a little bit more because like yeah we've seen people take out you know waves of stormtroopers or whatever with lightsabers like we've seen you know Jedi outnumbered and be able to kind of come very seldom have we seen an unarmed Jedi just wiping people down Right. Or unarmed force user just mowing people down and like Maul's one of the few and right. just yeah. used a hallway against people and like Ezra's just like okay cool yeah come at me bro like yeah yeah what you got yeah it was such a great job how he stopped uh what's her name's uh Billy Eilish's Shins lightsaber and, and everything like, yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah he did yeah. the uh he did the the uh Kylo Ren yep. yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was such force that you see the blade kind of flicker too. Holy crap, I love that. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever seen a visual of that in Star Wars except for the the trailer that they had for that uh the old Republic game. That was the only time we've ever seen that, I think. We saw uh I think in the Rise of Skywalker. Was it, was it in there? Or was okay. I think uh I think Oh, that's Ray right. I versus think, Kylo. Yeah, on I think the, you could be right actually. Ocean thingy. I think one of them stopped a blade, but I don't think it was visually as impressive as it was here. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah, we that, really that saw yeah. the force. Yeah. I remember it now. And the saber in the same way. Like, I think it was kind yeah. of like they stopped each other, but yeah. it was just kind of like a, a passing gag. Like this was like, Oh shit. He is exerting some force with the force. Like that yeah, was, right. that it really, really exemplified it in a way that we definitely haven't seen it. The force like done that way before for no. your um, force. We're super impressive. You love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Any Good other stuff. scenes for you guys standing up? Hmm. I mean, you have. Uh, it was nice to see some some Star Wars when she arrived there and flew out. And you know, we we get we get a lot of too few of that because it's a lot of like you know we're hanging out on the ground wars. But you know, it, everything can't be in all space all the time um, because. On ships, you just people would interact with each other. So, but no, it's it is cool to see, uh, you know, the the old uh, flying through the minefield or the the boneyard in this in this case because that's what was up there. It's kind of yeah. kind of grim. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I um I had I, I have to give a, a shout out to Anakin's training hollow. I didn't expect oh, to yeah. see more Anakin. Yeah, I thought Episode Five was just like here's all the Hayden Christensen you need, and to get him back in Episode Seven was just like. He's Come done on. so much what? more Holy crap. that character uh, in this show and then in yeah. Obi-Wan than he ever did. And, in in, 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 you know, now that it's kind of like being free of George, being free of George gives those prequel characters more life, you know, gave more life to um, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, I think, yeah. without a doubt, uh, for the chance for him to soar. Uh, and any prequel character that we've seen uh, has done better. I think before, oh my gosh, my computer off. Thought that was me for a minute. <laughs> I did. I did, we we did something uh, to anger my Echo Dot unit down here. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, that happens with Siri every once in a while here too. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. 
anyway, no, 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 that was that, that was it. I, I guess yeah. I, I lost my time. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I thought uh, I thought your computer was finishing it for you. Um, <laughs> I 100% agree with you, though. Like the, I'd think over the last two years, the amount of depth we've gotten into these yeah. prequel characters, it's gorgeous. You know, even yeah. for all the flack that Obi Wan catches, like what it did for Vader and Obi Wan and you know mm-hmm. Anakin. Like it just it grew like they grew as people in the show and like you know added so much more and then yeah. this with how much it added to you know Ahsoka Sabine and then like you know how much you see with uh, what Hayden Christian did for Anakin in this like mm-hmm. top tier yeah. yeah yeah I mean we really got like a lighter more thoughtful side of Anakin like leaving twenty of these videos at least. The, um, the softer side of Anakin. It's like Sears. Yeah. A careful, <laughs> like caring kind of um, planning side, but also kind of like a side that we saw, I think, in, uh, was it Tales of the Jedi? Yep. Yeah. The, the animated shorts or whatever. And, and they kind of planted that seed there as well of like, did he know what was coming up? Did he know who he was going to become or what was going to happen? Because he really trained Ahsoka to survive yeah. all of this like to survive you know, him to yeah the point including surviving him as vader like right so i think he, when you look at it that way it's he you know surviving him as vader so she, he trained he trained ahsoka to survive asage grievous and count duco uh and you know and maul and really that's like what he was became you know he became grievous as the cyborg he became count duco as you know the apprentice you know, like mm-hmm. that's and that's what he was training her to really uh, mm-hmm. that battle against. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in, a, in a way, if it even if it was unconscious, he was training her to, you know, kind of fight him in the future, per se. Yeah. 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 Oh, my, good, my. Uh, good catch, Joe. Good. Uh, yeah. Because it, it, it's definitely like the Clone Wars, but in, you know, I think live action gives it a little bit more punch. Oh, yeah. Um, that we're seeing. Yeah. That about development. Um, so we've gone all this time. We haven't really touched on Thrawn. Did he live up to the hype? You know, we, we saw the, the planner of like the recalculation, finding out Ahsoka was trained by Anakin. He worked with Anakin. He worked with Vader. You know, we, we've seen some stuff. I think, you know, he's one of the few people that pretty much, you know, he knows what's going on with Vader, Anakin kind of yeah. that connection mm-hmm. most of the galaxy doesn't. Um, what did you guys think? Did he did he live up to the hype? Was was Thrawn everything he wanted? Uh, Charlie, let's let's start with you on this one. You know, I I, I don't know because I first of all said I'm like wow, he looks a little scruffly. He looks a little he looks a little chubby. Um, but if you stop and think about it, you know, uh, I even think I saw this pointed out somewhere like his uniform. You can see this big, there's a big old scratch in it. The the neckline looks very frayed. I mean, here's a guy who's uh, but still keeping up appearances wearing that outfit it's clean as it possibly can be mm-hmm. um i i don't know i mean i i i i'm 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 of a multitude of minds about it i don't know if it lived up to the hype i don't but i don't know what would have made it different so you know to homer simpson this so to answer your question i don't know <laughs> so somebody else can take a stab at it fair, fair answer uh, eric yeah, so um, so I think it lived up to the hype a hundred percent. Um, and kind of looking at it from a couple of different ways. So, firstly, I'm a very audio person, and the mm. the song, the the theme song for Thrawn pl- that played as soon as he started making his march out was just 
absolutely top notch like that that orchestral just very eerie vibe to it gave such such a fantastic vibe to it um and then on top of it when you kind of think about it too you know like this is not the thrawn that we saw in rebels or in comics because this you know he has been stranded for seven years now you know he's Mm -hmm. not going to be the pristine clean uniform um who the hell knows what they're eating on peridia so you know it's not what i didn't expect him to be like the super clean and pristine he did look pretty good from what i saw and honestly um i think his name it's lars mickelson was the actor correct yeah yep lars mickelson um his like the voice of that actor and how he portrays thrawn that right there sells it for me personally mm-hmm. yeah so i was very very, very pleased with it. very similar like i looks looks whatever um you know and you can say like he aged up he got you know it happens your body gets old or you know a little less uh workout regiment whatever is gonna happen but like mm-hmm. yeah he was stranded he was a little scruffier he was a little like and you, but you have i love how they made it so you have to look close the first mm-hmm. glimpse you're like no, he's still pretty pristine. You know, he's he, like, you, like you said, Charlie, he's, he's keeping up appearances, but like you look a little closer and it's like, nah, maybe Thrawn's starting to crack, but mm-hmm. Eric, like you said, like that once he opens his mouth, once you hear him start to talk about being a step ahead, talk about recalculating, talk about acceptable losses mm-hmm. and have his plan where He's going to follow through, but he's going to do it his own way. He's going to do this and at the expense of this. And he's always working towards his own goals, whether that's for the Chiss Ascendancy, whether that's for the Empire, which, you know, usually are to align kind of things. But like mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. Thrawn's going to do what Thrawn's going to do because Thrawn wants to do it. And he's, he's so good at it. And it's like, there's no one that encapsulates that better than that actor so like just him opening his mouth and hearing that the same way you heard him in rebels uh just that that same calculated uh just genius and uh that was something else that that i talked about with timothy zon was like this guy's like star wars batman like you give him enough time and prep and he's going to take on anyone because that's just him like he is just star wars batman higher like he but he he's working on that higher level than than anyone else so um really yeah Eric, i i i agree like he he's just like i couldn't picture anyone else being in that role just because of how he sounded and how he just the, the presence that he had it was just it was so good it was mm. i think mm-hmm. something that was particularly cool about it too is like really the only time i think in the series that you really hear him almost like the shudder in his voice or anything is when he finds mm. out that Anakin was Ahsoka's master. Cause that's where he, mm. you know, he's like, that's where he's Cause like, it, Oh, he, he didn't calculate mm. that, huh? Mr. No. I always know the answers. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's he's, like, he's, he's very good at calculations. That's that, that. Day, and yeah. he, he instantly asked, was the ship like, is it just, are you sure it's just one ship? Is he thinking that's Vader? Is he thinking it's Luke? Do, like, how much have the Night Sisters told him? Like, right. does he know that Vader's dead? That. Does he know that he had a son? Does he know? Yeah. Like, it was just like for me, it's all those things are running through my head of like, how much yeah. does he know? And he also alluded to the fact that like Jedi and Sith are really good at faking their deaths, really good at hiding, right. really good at coming back. Does right. he actually believe that Vader's dead? 
Mm. He, he might think this is a Vader Ahsoka combo. Vader's back in the light, mm-hmm. and he's just he is effed. You know, like yeah. he's like, okay, okay, it's only one ship. I can deal with one ship. Yeah, I can uh-huh. deal with one of these things. Yeah, uh, right. I can't deal with two, but I can deal maybe with one. And so, like that was the like you said, the crack in yeah. his voice. It was just like, oh yeah. shit, oh. Yeah, he's going through the yeah, how right. screwed am I kind of thing. Yeah, right. And that was it. Uh, I know one of the freaking one, perfect. One of the mm. theories about why he asked was two as well. And you know, this you know, one of the many I've read is uh, that Morgan Elsbeth tells him about Luke. And that's why he's asking if it was two. So that's mm. that's it. Yeah, that's and that, that's the, that mighty yeah. Skywalker dynasty. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. we already and know that I mean, Luke and Ahsoka you. have that um that that uh meeting. So yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they're but they're buds. A- Anti Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like she's essentially a Skywalker. He's got to deal with you know one. Like he's not dealing with two. Whatever it is, yeah. father son whatever yeah. kind of combo you're just and the crazy auntie in the mix Mm-mm. you're not coming <laughs> out of this one. maybe tia. maybe something we tia. see in the future tia yeah. ahsoka tia ahsoka that's it, tia that's ahsoka. it. <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it. uh well fellas i think that's gonna about wrap it up for us but eric we have one, to do our winner for this card you want to do the big announcement? Because I yes, have the I do. So we had uh, quite a few. We had quite a few people who actually entered into our contest for the for this autographed Ahsoka, or sorry, the autographed Thrawn card. And once we, what we did is we took everybody's names, we put it on a the big spin wheel and everything like that. So what I'll do is go ahead and show you the screenshot of the winner that we have. And oh god, my light! And you can't. It says you can't see. Got it. There and we, there you go, Asian Smith Mistress. Uh, so congratulations on Yay. winning the uh, the autographed Timothy's on uh, Thrawn card. Uh, we are going to be getting in touch with you here in a little bit to uh, let you know and kind of get it out to you and everything. But thank you to everybody who did enter the contest with uh, myself and these guys here. Yay! All right. Yeah. Amazing. We love that. Uh, we love that audience participation. Good stuff. Yes. Which is which is great, and, and going to such a great person, uh, Asian Sith Mistress ASM produces some amazing uh, content. If you guys haven't seen um, her her cosplay and her photos and all that kind of stuff, um, just go check her out. Go follow her on Instagram. She's uh, will, amazing, I, I, but I also an upcoming guest on this show. So we have been talking oh, about her doing an appearance on this show very very soon. No, oh, very um, cool. So. This is going to you, and uh, and we hope to have you here. Sweet really, really the deal, soon. awesome, good um, deal, awesome. That's that's amazing. I, I yeah, can't wait to uh, to message and and share the good news. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for that's joining me. us. This was an absolute blast. Please tell people where they can follow you and find you on the internet. All right. Well, firstly, let me just say thanks for having me on. I really appreciate that. It's been awesome uh, talking to you guys going over these two amazing episodes and uh, appreciate let me kind of like tell my story about uh, me and my Star Wars story, so to say. So, um, so best way to find me is going to be just looking on uh, my link tree. If you look on my Instagram, uh, the underscore Dadalorian underscore, um, you can pretty much find all of my socials there. I am on everything. Um, TikTok, Instagram, threads, you name it. Um, I'm even on Facebook because I'm an old person. Um, so yeah, same, <laughs> same. So, um, but yeah, and you know, what I do is I just post up all my content there. Um, so it's really fun stuff, uh, some raffles and everything like that. 
So uh, please get involved. Um, and if you have ideas, please reach out. Let me know. Cool. Good Excellent. deal. Thank you so much. I hope. And if, for anyone that didn't catch that, don't worry. The notes are or the, the links are in the show notes. So you can just click there and go straight to his link tree and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll make sure it's all there. Um, Charlie. Little old me. I'm still fiddling, diddling around on Twitter slash X at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. Trying to get a little bit more involved with Instagram and with threads where I am C3 Carpenter. Spell it out and you can find me that way. Trying to move away from uh, the dead bird that is soon to be Twitter uh, or, or so I hear. Um, but most importantly and most recently uh, of note, uh, my wife April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, one of the largest chapters of the International Star Trek fan club in the world we are based here in west michigan uh, we love doing charity work we just wrapped up the grand rapids comic-con just this weekend raising over eighteen hundred dollars for make a wish of michigan which i do in the name of my late son parker um so we were very very privileged for anybody hearing the sound of my voice who we saw who attended our auction visited our booth and talked to us we're very grateful if you'd like to learn more about uh being a trekker uh in either western uh either michigan or eastern canada which i also is my dominion as as a regional coordinator of Region 13 of SFI, uh, visit or Google uh, Grand Petoskey or Region 13 and send an email in my direction. I'd be happy to connect you. So that's it for me. And uh, thank you, friends, as always, for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Do 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 do